Welcome back. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am Clay Travis and we have got a lot to dive into. I'll be on television here in a little bit. Uh, Spoiler alert, I won the title uh, of the week on Lock It In slash Fox Bet Live thanks to Uh, the performance of Justin Thomas in the PGA event, the WGC event over the weekend down in Atlanta. So thanks to Justin Thomas for winning me the crown for uh, the day. We got a lot to get into. Buckle up a bunch of different stories right off the top. I want to continue to say, if you love OutKick, you need to go sign up for the OutKick VIP right now. You'll love the message board. You'll love the ability to post. You will love the ability to call and uh, be able to reach on the VIP phone line, my radio show, when we open up phone lines. Uh, I would encourage all of you to dive in today and sign up at outkick.com. Sorry, the event was in Memphis, the WGC. All right, a couple of other things out there uh, that, uh, that are important here. Uh, we had an unbelievable growth rate in the podcast this past month of July. We have tripled the podcast numbers since March 1st in, uh, and they were already good and they've gone through the roof. So if you haven't already signed up, it's free for the OutKick podcast on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you may prefer. Go sign up for the OutKick podcast today and continue to let us grow at exorbitant rates. Uh, I'm blown away by how fast we are growing right now and that's a credit to you guys. And also to the fact that I'm actually sharing facts. Everybody else, it feels like, in the media is out there sharing fear porn. So, let's dive into this uh, right off the top. Have you noticed how all of the second wave talk has started to disappear as the numbers have continued to come out of Arizona and Texas and Florida and they are not Armageddon-like? Have you guys noticed that yet? I don't watch a lot of media but I've been seeing less and less fear porn tweets about what was going to happen in Florida and what was going to happen in Arizona and what was going to happen in Texas. Here's what ended up happening. Uh, Those states handled what ended up being a higher per capita or higher total number of confirmed cases than New York at a fraction of the death rate. In fact, right now, death rate per million New York, 1,685. Florida, 333. Texas, 253. California, 238. What does all of that mean on a per capita basis? If Andrew Cuomo had been as good of a governor as we have seen in the other most populous states, okay, he would have saved tens of thousands of lives in his state. What should be happening right now is Andrew Cuomo should be investigated for criminally negligent homicide and they should find out what in the world happened in New York such that New York has a higher death rate than any country by double in the entire world. Let me repeat that because it's a staggering fact. The state of New York has a higher death rate per capita by twice than any other country in the world. Okay? And if they had just done the same rough job that has happened at the other three most populous states in our country Florida, Texas, and California they would be uh, having 
This would be like the flu. This would have been like a flu outbreak if the Northeast hadn't fallen apart and bought into the fear porn and sent all of their infected patients back into nursing homes. Instead, they bought into the fear porn forecast and even though New York, even though Florida's had more people hospitalized, even though Texas has had more people hospitalized, even though California has had more people hospitalized, they all have had a fraction of the death rate of what we saw happen in New York. And I'm going to really blow your minds with this stat. King of the Corona Bros, Darren Ravel, who was cheering for the SEC to have bad things happen to it. The 11-state SEC region, all 11 states, that is 100 million people, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Alabama, Missouri, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Kentucky. If I forgot any states, Alabama, I apologize. The 11-state SEC footprint, which has five times the population of New York, has had fewer deaths than New York State by itself. Let me repeat that. All 11 SEC states combined, which have a population over five times as much as the, as the state of New York, has had less deaths despite having 100 million people in its footprint than the state of New York has. Any media member who is not now looking at the data coming out of Florida, Texas, California, and Arizona as all of the media has been obsessed with the quote-unquote second wave we now have crested and we're on the backside of that second wave any media member who is not looking at all of the data and saying my God, what happened in New York? What happened in New Jersey? How did we fail so completely in the Northeast states? Why are we not investigating Andrew Cuomo to find out what he did wrong to allow this virus to run so rampant in his states. It is the worst management by a politician in the 21st century and maybe the worst management by a politician since Vietnam in this country. And yet Andrew Cuomo is lionized all over left-wing media as if he has done something incredibly positive. It blows my mind couple of stats for you out of Florida which prove we're on the backside of this uh, this debacle. Uh, this coronavirus media fear porn led debacle. Just 4,866 new cases reported today. That's the fewest in five weeks in Florida. Deaths were down 60% in Florida over last Monday. There has been no surge. There has been no unbelievable overwhelming outcome that is anywhere akin to what happened in New York. The governors of Florida, Arizona, and Texas despite the fact that they have been raked over the coals by the media for weeks have actually done incredible jobs compared to St. Andrew Cuomo the media's chosen favorite son. Okay? This is beyond a shadow of a doubt the biggest failure by Andrew Cuomo and everybody who followed his lead I believe in American political life since all the way back at the Vietnam War. So the Corona Bros are angry. The data does not support anything that they are arguing in favor of. Now, uh, Pac-12. Media got all hot and heavy about the Pac-12 demands yesterday. 
Oh my God, look, we got some organizers, we got some unions, we got some athletes arguing that they aren't being treated fairly. Let's go ahead, everybody put on their woke media hats and charge to support them except what the Pac-12 athletes are arguing is by and large illegal and you have to have an actual functional brain to recognize that what they're asking for is not just unlikely, it's illegal. Uh, All right, so I'm just going to give it to you as simply as I can. There are other people who are Title IX experts or other people who are experts in college athletics that could tell it to you straighter and more succinctly. But here's what's going on. The Pac-12 players said we want 50% of all revenue produced by football. We want to be paid. Uh, And uh, my response to that is I'm a capitalist, all right? I'm not opposed to it. Anybody who wants to make more money, I'm in favor of. Here's the problem. It's illegal. Uh, And that's kind of a big problem. If I come to you and I say, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to let me not pay taxes for the rest of my life and I'll end up with a lot more money. A lot of you would say, you know what? That's an interesting argument, Clay. The problem is you have to pay taxes like everybody else in the United States has to pay taxes. All right? And so the Pac-12 football players don't seem to understand that if they get 50% of revenue, everybody else on scholarship basically loses their scholarships. Because here's the way college athletic departments are run. Only two sports make money. Football and men's basketball. Every other sport loses money. The money that they make, they roll into scholarships for student-athletes who otherwise wouldn't get scholarships. Every women's athlete, they lose money on in college athletics. Just about. Maybe with the possible exception of the UConn women and the Lady Vols. Every other women's scholarship athlete costs university athletic departments money. And every male athlete, just about, with a few exceptions, costs money except for football and men's basketball. So if you give 50% of the revenue produced by football to the football players, the entire economics of the athletic department collapses. That doesn't seem ideal. Second part here. Second part here is, oh by the way, it's illegal. So that's kind of a big flaw. If you give that money to male athletes, then you also would have to give that money to female athletes under Title IX. Title IX requires that the same number of men, roughly, be on scholarship as the same number of women. And so if all the football players get all the money, that money has to be matched for all of the female athletes as well or you're violating federal law and boom, your entire university could go up in smoke under federal audit for violating federal law. So... This proposal by Pac-12 players is dead on arrival and frankly not even remotely intelligent because it is illegal what they are asking for. Now if they want better protections from the coronavirus, if they want better health care coverage, all those things, I'm more, more power to them. They can deserve it. They can argue for it. But the idea that they deserve to be paid... of their revenue is illegal and also economically without any feasibility whatsoever. Now, here's the other thing. I feel as if it is time for college athletic departments to simply say, here's what we're offering. We will give you a scholarship and in exchange you get to come get a free education. If you do not want to accept that offer, you can go try to make a professional career 
elsewhere. This is, should not be an either-or option. What the athletes should be focusing on, in my opinion, is the restrictions that prevent them from going pro. The truth of the matter is this, for the vast, vast majority of athletes out there, the pathway to potentially being a professional through college makes a lot of sense. But if you are so super valuable at 18 years old that you want to go pro, you should be able to go pro. But the NFL is keeping you from going pro, not college football. The uh, NCAA is not keeping you from going pro. The NBA is. Age restrictions are not college basketball or college football rules. They are NFL and NBA rules. And so if you're upset because you want to make more money, you are free to go do it wherever you would like. But there are tons of people who would do whatever they can to get a college scholarship and be able to play college football or college basketball. This is a highly sought-after pathway through college by athletes everywhere. So if it doesn't fit for you, I think it's time for the NCAA and the colleges and university to say, this is our offer. We think it's a good offer. If you disagree, you can leave and pursue a professional career without the benefit of a college scholarship. That's your right. Nobody is forcing you at 18 years old to go to college. It may not fit at all to what you want to do with the rest of your life. College is not the perfect fit for everyone. And frankly, if you're just going to college to play sports, you probably don't belong in college in the first place. But this whole idea of we're going to sit out unless the Pac-12 does something illegal to acquiesce to our demands, to me, it represents the collapse of woke sports because ultimately, it's what I love when you end up with two identities colliding against each other. Who are the woke sports media going to support? The girls who get scholarships only because of Title IX, not because the market-based economy supports their sports at all? Or the men who are arguing they deserve more. It puts two different identities head-to-head and everybody has to make a choice. And so this, to me, is actually a really intriguing question. Most people in sports sports media, frankly, aren't intelligent enough to discuss this in an interesting or intelligent fashion, but that's the crux of the Pac-12 situation. Uh, Over the weekend... One of our most read articles was about a basketball player for the Orlando Magic named Jonathan Isaac who actually stood for the national anthem and then was asked about why he chose to do that grilled even by the NBA media inside of the bubble that are insisting that everybody have the same exact opinion that they do. And yesterday that player Jonathan Isaac tore the ACL in his knee. That is unfortunate. It is a risk factor associated with playing basketball, obviously. Today, Dan Lebitard's show, demonstrating what woke journalism really looks like many times, asked a poll question, is it funny that Jonathan Isaac stood for the national anthem and then tore his ACL? I just want to ask you this right off of the top. Would the Dan Lebitard show have ever tweeted the same thing about Colin Kaepernick if Colin Kaepernick had torn his ACL? Would they have ever tweeted 
Is it funny that Colin Kaepernick refused to stand for the national anthem and then tore his ACL? There's no way whatsoever they would ever put that poll question up. This is what I'm talking about when bias exists and infects the sports media. They root against someone who is standing for the national anthem at ESPN and ridicule and mock them when they get injured in an athletic event. I don't dislike Dan Levitard. I think he's smart. I think he has a fun show. At times, I think he's the smartest person at ESPN. He actually had a conversation about the hypocrisy of the NBA in China when almost everybody else at ESPN dodged it. But how do alarm bells not go off in your head when you are debating which poll questions to put up and one of them is was it funny that a guy who stood for the national anthem tore his ACL? If you wouldn't put up the same poll for somebody who kneeled for the national anthem then why in the world would you even think to put that one up and more interestingly how come nobody thought hey maybe this is a bad idea? We do stupid things on my show all the time too. I'm not saying that everybody is perfect. But the fact that you surround yourself by people who only think like you leads to that sort of failure. Uh, I think that Levitard and ESPN should be pretty embarrassed and ashamed for themselves for pulling that off. Speaking of embarrassed and ashamed, Jonas Jonas Cespedes, however you pronounce his name, the Mets player, Jonas Cespedes, I think, Cespedes, anyway, he decided to bail on the Major League Baseball season. And he decided to bail on the Major League Baseball season without telling anybody with the New York Mets. They were playing against the Atlanta Braves, getting waxed by the Braves, meanwhile, and everybody started to say, where is Jonas Cespedes? Why in the world is he not right now at the stadium? They sent somebody because they were concerned to his hotel room And they found out at that hotel room that everything had been cleared out. Everything was gone. He had bailed on the season and not even bothered to tell the Mets that he was quitting on the season. So they had to send team security to his hotel room to see whether or not he was healthy or safe. And they found it empty and that's how they became aware that Cespedes was done with the season. He wasn't even willing to send a text message saying I'm quitting on the season. He wasn't willing to make a phone call. He wasn't willing to tell his agent to make a phone call or send a text message. This is the Mets personified. Their stud $100 million plus salary signing bails on the season with them falling to 3-7. and I believe they've now lost five straight games which is the equivalent in most length seasons of losing like 14 or 15 games. So this is totally and completely ridiculous. Iowa. I want to give a shout out to Iowa. The state of Iowa, big brass balls. They finished their high school baseball season, had nearly 30,000 fans in attendance for the state baseball season. They had almost no issues whatsoever with the coronavirus. 96% I think of the teams that started the year finished it. I'd love to have the head of the Iowa High School State Association for Baseball on my show and say, hey, how did Iowa figure out how to finish baseball without the Major League Baseball being able to do it 
in the same way. Props to Iowa and all the state champions there for finishing their season. It's not, uh, it's not heaven. It's Iowa. Filled of dreams indeed. Uh, Texas high school football along with Tennessee high school football. Back practicing today to get ready for the start of the season. Golf clap out there for the 37 states that are bringing back high school football. That is the right choice. Everybody should be playing high school football. Everybody should be playing college football. Everybody should be playing in the NFL. This is a good sign. Props to the great state of Texas and the great state of Tennessee. By the way, the reason we're called the Volunteers partly because of the War of 1812 but also because a huge number of Tennesseans went to Texas and helped fight for Texas independence. Uh, All right. Uh, A couple of other things here that I want to hit. March Madness in August. I don't know if many of you have recognized this but right now we have got the greatest cornucopia of sporting excess that has ever existed in the history of our nation. We basically have March Madness every single day. Starting at noon all the way till midnight, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, daily action. Pick whichever sport you like the best. This weekend, starting on Thursday, we've got the PGA Championship going on. We have never had this much sports going on all at the same time. It's like the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament in March, except it's going all the way through the entire month of August. I hope you guys are enjoying it. It is a gambler's dream come true. Okay? Finally, the NBA has been struggling with their ratings. Who told you this was likely to happen? Your boy. Your boy said, hey, names on the back of the jersey, statements on the court, on the physical court, uh, everybody kneeling before the game start. This is a bad look for the NBA. People who are casual fans are going to tune out and that's exactly what's happened. Every other sport when they came back saw a massive surge in viewership. The NBA was flat to down. Everybody's been waiting around forever. Oh my God, the NBA's finally back. Fewer people watched Lakers-Clippers the opening Thursday night game than watched Lakers-Clippers back in October. I believe what we are trending towards is NBA is going to have major issues with their brand going forward. And they're going to have major issues with their brand going forward because they forgot about what it took when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson started to build the fan base. They forgot what it took when Michael Jordan was building the audience as well. NBA ratings are half what they were right now when Michael Jordan was playing. And I predict they're going to continue to struggle now because they are going woke and now they are going to go broke. This is a bad look for the NBA. I predict that names come back off the jersey soon and as they continue to look at the data, ESPN and TNT are going to be sitting down with the executives saying, you know what? You're alienating a large portion of your fan base by going super woke and embracing Chinese institutions while you denigrate American institutions. Speaking of which, Steve Kerr finally came out and said, you know what? I didn't answer the question about Daryl Morey in China correctly. I feel bad about my answer. The problem is Steve Kerr has still not endorsed democracy in China or said that he believes that Hong Kong people deserve basic human rights. That is a 
failure of the highest magnitude. I applaud Steve Kerr for acknowledging he was wrong but he didn't go far enough and acknowledge that he was wrong not to come out full-throated in support of American democracy around the world and human rights for all citizens in the globe uh, and around the world that are the same as the ones that we have here. Uh, I appreciate all of you. I believe I hit all of my topics here that I had jotted down. Uh, I will be live on television at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, 2 uh, 2 Mountain, 1 Pacific to give you some gambling picks and wear my crown. Thanks again to Justin Thomas for winning uh, winning the world golf event down in Memphis. I appreciate all of you. Kisses. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Thank you for signing up all of you who have for OutKick. For those of you who haven't go sign up for the OutKick VIP. Go listen to today's podcast with Jason Whitlock. It was outstanding and I appreciate all of you. Kisses. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'll see you guys. Bye. Love you. Thank you Facebook. See you